Final score is back again, guys, with a big, big interview. Probably one of the biggest I've done so far, if not the biggest. Uh, everybody knows I'm a diehard Carolina Tar Heel basketball fan. I'm growing up, I couldn't help when my mom was such a big Carolina fan. And uh, to watch her, watch these games, and I grew up watching them, listened to them on the radio with Woody Durham. Uh, I am honored to be able to interview one of my mom's favorite players. Uh, he played at Carolina. From, from 1980 to 1984, part of the 1982 national championship team. Uh, and he actually went back to coach at Carolina. I'm talking about Mr. Matt Doherty. Welcome to the show, Mr. Doherty. Oh, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, th thank you for having me on. Like I said earlier, it's, it's been a, a a big thrill to be able to do this. And uh, we'd like I I'm just honored to have you on the show. Thank you, Stevie. I appreciate it. All right, well, we're going to just get right into it. Okay, when you were growing up, you grew up in New York, was basketball the, your your only sport that you played, or did you have other sports that you played? Well, Stevie, I'm 57, and growing up in New York um, at that time on Long Island, I think everybody was kind of a seasonal athlete. Right. You played the main sports uh, being baseball, basketball, football, and hockey were the main sports. I, I, I gravitated towards baseball early. I think that back then, and now it's soccer. Everyone plays soccer at, at right. the beginning. Um, but I played baseball. My dad was a minor league pitcher. Okay. Um, matter of fact, played, played a lot in the Carolinas, in the minor leagues. And then um, um, when in sixth grade, when I realized I couldn't hit live pitching very well, Stevie, uh, and I got tired of throwing rocks in the outfield. <laughs> I, I decided to play basketball full time because um, I love the sport. And uh, the thing I love about it is you could get better um, on your own. Right. You didn't need anybody else. Uh, so I gravitated towards basketball. Um, uh, I felt like there, there was a book I was reading, uh, Life on the Run by Bill Bradley, and I think he said, you know, if you're working on you, if somebody's working on the game and you're not, when you meet them, they'll have the advantage. And I, I, I literally think when I read that, I quit baseball that very day and dedicated my myself to basketball. And that was about sixth grade. So, um, yeah, I loved it. Um, always played against older guys, try to get better, and uh, was very blessed to play for a good high school coach and Bob McKillop, who's right. now Davidson. Uh, and then Dick Zeitler followed him, and then uh, be able to play for, you know, maybe the best coach in all team sports in Dean Smith. Yeah, you you were very very successful in high school at Holy Trinity. You know, you were the, I think uh, you were Bob McKillop's first. Was it you were the first freshman to start on his varsity teams? Wow, you've done some research. I have. That's impressive, That's impressive. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've been doing my, I've been doing my, uh, looking at, looking up on you. I, I, I didn't have to look too, too much, but the high school stuff I had to, I had to do a little uh, investigating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, but yeah, you're, you're a hundred percent. That's, that is true. So you are McDonald's All American. Uh, what school? I know, Carol, of course, Carolina came calling, but what other schools were in the mix besides Carolina? Um, Duke, uh, Virginia, Notre Dame, those were probably my schools that, um, I really kind of, uh, looked to as, um, 
the four schools that I was that I was going to choose between. Okay. What now? What made you? What was the deciding factor as far as Carolina goes? Yeah, um, Stevie. I think the biggest difference for me was Coach Smith. Right. Um, I, I think you know the program that he established uh, and his the things that he appreciated in the player and the team fit me. You know that was team basketball. That was uh, you know fundamental, um, savvy. Uh, I knew. Uh, that I was, uh, you know, a smarter player than I was an athletic player, and that I had to go to a place that would appreciate that uh, those skills in me. Um, I wasn't going to um, be the best athlete on the floor, but I could maybe be the smartest player on the floor. So I knew we would appreciate that, and I just fell in love with the program. Uh, Michael Corn, who played before me, was one of my favorite players. Oh, yeah. And I just appreciated the way Coach Smith went about re- recruiting me. Right. So, what, first impressions of Chapel Hill Day? Oh, gosh. Uh, just Chapel Hill, uh, beautiful. Uh, the weather, the campus, the color, you know, the flowers, the people. Uh, there wasn't anything not to like. Right. Okay, so you get to Carolina your freshman year. Y'all are pretty successful, twenty nine and eight. You you make it to the make it to the national championship game against uh, Indiana team with uh, I believe it was, Isaiah Thomas was on that team. That's also, right. And, yep. and that day, you know, there was a lot of talk that day about whether you guys should even play that game because, of course, that was when uh, President Reagan was shot. What was it like before that game? Were people saying we might not play this game? Yeah, yeah, and now we were sitting in the locker room uh, for about, ooh, maybe it was an hour, and, uh, you know, just deciding if we're going to play or not, it was very surreal, uh, and then I think there was a quote from President Reagan in the hospital that basically, you know, we should play the game, right. and and we did, and looking back, maybe we shouldn't have played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't turn out too good for you that night, but... Uh, it might have been better to be co-champs and finish in second. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. I was, you know, just recently with, with the advance of social media stuff, I actually got to watch the first time I'd seen it, the Final Four game against Virginia where y'all beat them. That How about that Virginia rivalry y'all had going on? You know, you had Ralph Sampson, you had Othell Wilson, uh, Ricky Stokes, and those guys back then. What was it like with that rivalry with Virginia during your years there at Carolina? Well, when I was playing, our rivalry with Virginia was bigger than any other rivalry. Yeah. Um, and and obviously, you know, because of Ralph Sampson uh, and James Worthy, um, Jeff Lamp, Al yep, Woods, Al Perkins. Yeah, they 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 were very good. They I think one time we played them, we were ranked number one in the country. They ranked number two in the country. Yeah. Um. So. And, and and college basketball I hadn't seen a player like Ralph Sampson since Ralph Sampson. No um, he he was he was he was probably one of the most talented players ever to play college basketball, and I put that right up there with uh, you know Lou Alcindor, now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, uh, the pros didn't get to see him uh, develop because of you know he he ended up having some knee injuries, but. Um, 
Yeah, that 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 was our big rival uh, at the time. Duke was going through a transitional period when Coach K was just coming on. NC State was kind of in transition with Jimmy Valvano, although in '83, obviously, they won the national championship. Um, but uh, those games against Virginia were big time, and in that Final Four, uh, it, since you said you watched it, you know you saw Al Wood go off for 39 oh, points yeah. in that Al game. Al Wood went off. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, and that was that without a three-point line, without a clock. Yep. And, and just looking at that freshman class, you know, two big guys, other than you, there was one big guy in that freshman class you had, probably one of the most – and he doesn't get, and people think I'm crazy when I say it, but I don't think he gets enough uh, attention because he played with, you know, you play, you also with you, you played with Worthy, you played with Jordan, you played with Kenny Smith, but and Brad Doherty, but Sam Perkins, you, you guys had a great, uh, a great freshman class that year. And I mean, I know he got MVP of the ACC tournament as a freshman, but doesn't get that that credit that uh, that uh, you know people talk about where they talk about Jordan but Perkins was just as important because he went up against Ralph Sampson you know twice maybe three times a year and and, and hung pretty well with him oh gosh hung hung well I think he had 36 at Virginia when the three-point line was in in uh, the 83 season and Sampson couldn't go out and guard him Right. Uh, that, 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 that's really a credit to Sam's talent, but also Coach Smith putting our players in position to be successful and, uh, you know, understanding that Sam could, you know, stay up there and make threes. And, um, uh, you know, again, Coach Smith put his players in position and was so smart and cutting edge. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think people that know, um, know that, you know, Sam was a three-year All-American. Uh, yeah. Olympic team player, so um, you know I think finished as the all-time leading rebounder in Carolina history. So you know uh, he, he certainly uh, was was very much appreciated and recognized by the fans. And so you start your sophomore year. Did you you know going in you you lose the championship game to Indiana, but your sophomore year, did you guys feel like you know we're we're the favorites this time. We can do this. You know, we, we this is ours for the taking right here. Well, I, I think that uh, we we were very confident. Uh, I think when you lose two starters, um, uh, and but you return James Worthy, Sam Perkins, Jimmy Black, uh, myself, and then you have uh, uh, a, a guy like Michael Jordan joining the oh, program. Yeah. Uh, you have confidence that we could do it. Uh, there was some concern about a lack of. Uh, depth, uh, you know, and fortunately we, we dealt with some short-term, uh, health issues. I think Sam Perkins was sick at home. We lost to Wake Forest. Right. Um, we lost at Virginia, but other than that, we ran the table and, uh, thank goodness that injury and foul trouble didn't get the best of us. Yeah. You, you guys pretty much played with maybe, uh, seven, seven guys. Seven or eight guys coming off the, you know, eight guys, three off the bench. But you make that, you get 32-2, and two, and you guys, are, okay, i got to ask this. First impressions of Michael Jordan, or they called him Mike Jordan then, I think. But first impressions yeah, when he came yeah. in. Yeah, I think the first impressions were, you know, that he was a pretty cocky kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way he walked in the gym and, you know, kind of bobbing and, you know, had his hat on sideways and, um, you know, 
but uh, you know, then, then then you know he was confident. I think as a freshman, you know, uh, he was he he, he and he backed it up. Right. I mean, the things that he could do on the court, obviously, are well documented. But to see him up close and personal, his ability to drive the baseline and hang and find a, a little alley to shoot the ball up in and make it was very, very impressive. And then, um, you know, and then his confidence grew after he hit that game-winning shot. Um, and then the next year, he just grew a little bit and got stronger and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that that tournament run you had guys had. You get a you get the win over James. You eke out a win against James Madison, which was a little close for too close for comfort with that one. Uh, <laughs> Fifty-two to fifty. Yeah. Then the Alabama, you win by five. Villanova, you get a ten-point win. Play a a Houston team, a dangerous Houston team, you get a win by five, and then it all leads up to to Georgetown. I can remember, you know, and I'm like nine or ten years old then. I can remember being, you know, I was like, you know, the whole day I'm like, are they going to let me stay up and watch this game? I'm, they're going to be crazy if they don't let me stay up and watch this game. <laughs> but, That's you know, to sit there and watch that game go back and forth and back and forth, that timeout before the famous shot, what what was it? What was Coach Smith? I mean, was he was he calm? Because you usually, I, I've never really seen him on the sidelines just watching get get really excited or get mad or anything like that. It just looks like he's always calm and collected. Right. Um, yeah, he, he always comes across that way, even if internally he might not be. And I was talking about this the other day, and I think in leadership, <clears throat> whenever we go to the bench in a tight situation, Coach Smith would always be smiling and, and give us uh, uh, a sense of confidence that, we would we would have a chance to win the game, no matter what the situation. Right. And um, with his track record of winning, uh, that 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 um, was quite often the case where we would win. So um, it was it was a real uh, thrill to be in that situation. And he looked around and made everyone feel like if they were open, they could make the shot. Um, and uh, sure enough. Uh, I think Coach Smith called that they might come out in the zone because they have so much respect for James Worthy that left Michael pretty open for that shot, and Jimmy Black did a terrific job of finding him. Yeah, and that's definitely you know I, and then to play after that, of course, crazy play after that, uh, the the pass to, from the Georgetown play, I think it was Fred, was it Fred Thompson? I think that was his name to to James Worthy. Yeah, Fred, 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 uh, Fred Brown. Fred Brown. Was that Brown, yeah. Yeah, to James Worthy that, that pretty yeah. much ended the game. Uh, so, you know, you win the national championship. What was that like? Especially, you know, all the talk was as many Final Fours as, as Coach Smith had been to, and you guys finally got one for him. That had to be a, a, a pretty much satisfaction, if not for yourself, to win, to win the first one for Coach Smith. Oh, it was huge, huge satisfaction. I mean, we, we, we were um, – you know, we knew what everyone was saying uh, about him not winning the big one, and for us to um, be able to be on that team that helped him win his first championship, uh, we we really took great pride in that. Oh yeah, definitely. So, 
junior year, you lose you lose James Worthy, but you guys got a pretty stellar lineup. You lose Jimmy Black. You got a pretty stellar lineup yep. coming back. Uh, yeah. You start off, but you start off 0-2. Uh, and then a, a last-second shot away from going 0-3 against, uh, was it Tulane, I think? Tulane. Tulane. Yeah, yeah Michael. Right. So, yeah, were you guys kind of concerned then? All right, what, what's going on here? Uh, I think, I think you know, a little bit. I mean, you're kind of trying to figure things out. You know, I don't know why, you know, was it, um, you know, was it chemistry? Was it the newness of it? Was it leadership? Um, but I think we knew we'd write the ship. I mean, we had, we basically had the same starting, well, we, we added Jimmy Braddock, who was a junior, right. who who was a very good player, and Brad Doherty yeah. at, at the center spot, who ended up obviously being a great player. But Brad Doherty started college that year at the age of 16. I, I mean, think that. about it. He, st- he entered, he didn't turn 17 until Brad was, I think, October of his freshman year in college. So, um, you know, we we had some growing to do, and you know, Coach Smith never plays an easy schedule. No, so I think we lost that Missouri, St. John's. Um, I forget it was St. Joe. Yeah, St. John's. We should have won that game, man. Yeah. We had that game wrapped up, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you you're, you're going to play tough teams when you win the national championship. It's everyone's biggest game. Oh yeah. So once we settled down, then we rattled off 19 straight wins, I believe. Yeah, you get actually you dropped you dropped out of the top 25 for a while, but you then you just you reel them off and reel them off until uh, I think you lose you lose a couple you lose the Villanova and, and Maryland State, and then you know you reel off some more wins, but get to the ACC tournament and and state you know that state that year was just a team of destiny. I don't think there was anything you could have done different that. That would have knocked them off off what they were doing, uh, but you end up losing in the NCAA to Georgia, which was a close game, seventy-seven to eighty-two. Uh, were you kind of disappointed? I mean, of course, I know after coming off a national championship year and playing in the national championship for, for your first two years, were you kind of disappointed at, at where you finished? Uh, yeah, of course. You're, you know, North Carolina. If you don't make the final four, you're disappointed. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I was disappointed that we didn't beat Georgia. Um, you know, um, so, yeah, they were probably the most athletic team we faced, and we, we just were not sharp. And in the NCAA tournament, uh, one game and you're done. And, That's and right. The best, team doesn't always, the best team doesn't always win. I'm not saying we're the best team that year, um, but we're the best team my senior year, and I know you're getting to that. Oh, yeah. Um, my senior year, we were the best team in the country. But we dealt with some injuries and, um, you know, and, and, and lost a game against a team that we played them ten times and beat them nine. Probably so. I would um, think so, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, what? yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Those are things. That's what makes the NCAA tournament so exciting. Exactly. That's what March Madness is about. Uh, play, i got to ask you this. What was it like playing in Carmichael? Because, you know, I, a lot of people don't, you know, some of these younger kids don't remember Carmichael, but what was it like playing in Carmichael? Playing in Carmichael, Stevie, was like playing in, uh, in, in probably 
uh, playing like Cameron Indoor Stadium now. Right. Um, you know, uh, fans were right on top of you, low ceiling, uh, tin roof, loud. Uh, you know, people would say it's the loudest place they've ever been in. Uh, so I think it was right up there with, at the time, Reynolds Coliseum. Oh, yeah. NC State was probably the loudest place I ever played in. Um, because the same type of thing, smaller, lower ceiling, um, hot. Um, yeah, those were, those were exciting times, man. Yeah, exciting I, times. I, and I've talked to, you know, I've talked to some, some state guys, some Carolina players, uh, that, and, and are really, my opinion, and you may not agree with me, but I know, I know it's all about business these days with, with a lot of, of sports and, and, uh, but, I just really wish they would go back to the days, and I know they will never do it, PNC Arena with State, the Dean Dome, which is a great place at Carolina. You know, play play two or three games at Reynolds, play two or three games at Carmichael, because I think Cameron Cameron is uh, is great to play in. I mean, it's loud. It's just like that, and they've got the advantage there. But Car- like you said, Carmichael used to be the same way, and Reynolds was the same way. I think they kind of got away from that, and I, and I really miss that because, you know, it, it just takes away it takes away advantage that, of having the home the home court, uh, but when they were right down there on you, and it, I, I just missed those days. I'll put it that way. Yeah, no, I agree. But at the, at the end of the day, you got to have uh, the revenue. Oh yeah, and you know you have twice as many fans coming in. Um, you know, you, you put the pen to paper, and it's going to come down to dollars and cents. Yeah. And I and I also missed the paper scoreboard at the at that end of the of Carmichael too. I also missed that. Yeah, you know what? They can't find that. Really? They can't find that. that thing, yeah, that's. I bet you someone's got that in their basement. They I, cannot find that. They're they're like that's yeah. probably to turn up on eBay sometime. <laughs> yeah, they, so they whoever's got that. that. <laughs> yeah, I really missed that. I really do miss that. That, that, that. That's a shame. You know why Coach Smith had that? Why is that? Um, so that when he watched film, oh, uh, he yeah. could see the score. He could see the score and knew basically what part of the game we were in. Okay. Because right. it only had the score and the quarters. Right. right? Yeah. That was, that's pretty smart. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I imagine playing for him was like, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to play, play for Coach Smith. Yeah, well, it was the best. You know, uh, probably one of the best leaders, you know, definitely one of the best leaders in sports and would have been a great leader in any industry that he, uh, um, you know, decided to work in. Right. So senior year, you guys pick up a fr- another freshman, and he is, I guess they call him the Jet, Kenny Smith at point guard. And you guys just, just take off. I mean, winning what, I think he won 16 in a row. Before that, LSU. Yeah, well, we, we we had we had everybody back except Jimmy Braddock, and and uh, Kenny was so poised and and talented um, that it, it it really put our transition game uh, at another level. Now Brad Darty is no longer a sixteen year old freshman; he's an experienced sophomore. And, you know, you had Sam Perkins as a senior and Michael Jordan as a junior. Um, we had depth. I mean, we had, that team had depth from Buzz Peterson, Steve Hale, uh, Curtis Hunter, um, Joe Wolf, Dave Pops, and, 
yeah, we could we, we were a pretty darn good team. Yeah, until that that LSU game where Kenny Smith goes up goes up for a layup and gets knocked down, breaks his wrist, uh, and it just seemed like you know, of course, when you lose a guy, a guy like Kenny Smith for a while, that's that's gonna hurt. But did it feel like after he came back, he just he he wasn't the same, or you know, something was missing still? Um. Yeah, I I I I think that uh, rhythm was a little out out of sorts. Um, Brad Darty had some dislocated fingers. Uh, we were just, we were out of sync, you know. Yeah. Um, and so when he came back, he had a big cast on his left hand, and uh, we weren't the same. Yeah. And and I do think that uh, you know I said this on a podcast the other day that in that game against. Um, Indiana, I felt that's the first time I ever saw Coach Smith a little out of sorts. Right. Um, because, you know, we were the best team in the country, and, you know, I think that was a lot of pressure on him. Um, and and I think that we probably tricked that game up a little bit too much. We started out, I think, like 18-5, to five, and they were a very young team, and we had a blitz, but we kept trapping, and then Coach Knight made some adjustments. And uh, we left Steve Alford alone in the corner, and uh, they kept getting the ball to him, and Alford was shooting fish in a barrel um, and ended up with 28 points. And no offense to Steve, but he's not scoring 28 points against us in a set defense. So, um, you know, that's just the way it was. And, uh, you know, you look back now as a, as a grown man and someone who's coached, and I even had that conversation with Bobby Knight. I was on a fishing trip with him, and I said, you know, you think coach, you know, overcoached, you know, trying to trick that up a little bit. And uh, he said, yeah. Um, you know, because he suckered the trap and kicked his guard to guard and had Alfred in the weak corner, and, and Steve, you know, hit 28 points. So uh, that's the only time I saw Coach Smith really get a little, little out of sorts. Right. Right, so that you had a disappointing end to your Carolina career, but you know you can't complain. You, you played the new two national championship game, played on the best team in basketball. Uh, I, I believe your senior year, and like you said, if you you played Indiana ten times, you beat them nine out of ten times, no doubt. Especially with that that That's lineup right. you had. I agree. Yeah. So you after, Carol- after Carolina, you get drafted by the Cavaliers. Uh, but you don't. You never played in the NBA. You kind of take a step away from from basketball. Tell us what what did you do after Carolina? Well, Stevie, I went and worked in New York City. I worked on Wall Street. Um, I wanted to get as far away from basketball as I could because uh, I felt like it was a, a relationship like a, you have with a girl, and the girl breaks up with you, and you're like, well, I'll find me another girl, and that other girl <laughs> was the the money and 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 fame or money and, and, and excitement of Wall Street. So that's why I took that job, which, you know, in hindsight was not me, but I did it at the time because I just wanted to get away from basketball. Right. So how, how, did, how did you end up getting back into basketball? What, what made you come back? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I quit my job because I wanted to uh, get away, and I quit my job and got to um, – Charlotte. I moved to Charlotte with the intention of getting into the real estate business. Right. 
And I got into, uh, I was interviewing, but then I started coaching an in AU uh, in team. I was doing the radio at Davidson, and I was working for uh, a guy who um, uh, had an executive search firm, and I was he was the one who had the AAU team. So I started coaching the AAU team and really liked it. And then Davidson had a coaching change, and they hired Bob McKillop, who was still there. Bob was my high school coach, Stevie. Right. So he hired an assistant coach. And uh, was there for three years, and Roy Williams for seven. Yeah, I remember. I can remember you. Uh, I think it was was it the year it was ninety two when Carolina was national championship, uh, played Kansas in the final four, and I remember seeing you after after Carolina beat Kansas. I think it was the Monday night WRL preview doing an interview on that, and I was like, you know, I've seen you all weekend. They were talking about the the you know Roy Williams relationship with Dean Smith and then they talked about your relationship with Dean Smith a little bit but uh remember seeing you there at Kansas uh then you ended up at Notre Dame how, how was it coaching at Notre Dame being you were actually you were the head coach this time yeah it, it was a real thrill um you know to, to be one a head coach and to be the head coach at at the uh at Notre Dame University of Notre Dame, special, special place, especially as an Irish Catholic kid growing up in New York. Um, yeah, I thought I was going to be there for a long time. And then when Bill Gufford resigned, I remember calling Coach Smith saying, you know, if Kansas calls me, what should I do? Thinking that Roy Williams was going to be the next head coach at North Carolina. We all, all right. thought it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and so, um, he uh, he said, "Well, it's not a done deal with you know Coach Williams yet. You're on the short list." And I'm like, "Well, that's a no-brainer." You know, I just said that kind of jokingly. <laughs> and sure enough, Coach Williams turns it down. And a week later, Coach Smith's asking me if I could take the job. I said, "Hey, I, I got to think about it." He said, "Well, it, just last week you told me it was a no-brainer, and that's typical Coach Smith how he <laughs> he, he, he doesn't forget." Yeah. So. I mean, that first game, it had to be quite a thrill for you to go be up there at the Dean Dome coaching your first game at Carolina where you had so much success as a player. Oh, I didn't I didn't breathe uh, <laughs> for all afternoon. Uh, my, 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 uh, I felt like my chest was going to cave in because literally I, I, was, I was nervous all day. I still have a note, though. I've got it framed in my office. Uh, where is there it is. Um, from Coach Smith about that day, that day of the game, he sent me a note, and um, uh, yeah, it was nerve wracking. We blew out um, Winthrop by about six points, I think. <laughs> I'm joke, I'm joking, being sarcastic, but um, yeah, no, no, it, it, it was a, uh, um, you know, it, it was whew, once the, once the ball went up in the air, it was it was. I was okay, but right. before that, man, I thought my heart was going to come out of my chest. Right, and you have a great first year there. You you win you win the coach of the year. You guys win the ACC regular season championship, and then lose losing. I think it was Penn State. Was it Penn State? Yeah, Penn State in the uh, in the tournament, but yeah. had a great year there. Just did the, the next couple of years just didn't turn out the way you wanted to. I know, but uh, just I'm sure it was a great thrill to be able to coach Carolina though. Yeah, it was. I mean, that first year I knew we were going to be pretty good, especially uh, when we got Ronald Curry and Julius Peppers back. 
Right. Uh, that's when we went eight, 18-game winning streak. I knew my second year we weren't going to be good because I knew what was in the in the pipeline recruiting-wise. Right. And then my third year, um, you know, I said, hey, we're going to be rebuilding, and I hope you're tough enough to get through that with me. And, uh, you know, it turned out they probably weren't, but, you know, that that's that, that's what happens. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. You went- but, uh, you went on and coached Florida Atlantic. You coached at SMU. Uh, what are you? What are, what are you doing now? Uh, I'm in the CBD business now, Stevie. Um, uh, the, the, the hemp oil, right? Uh, okay. Got, in, got, got into that about two months ago. Um, it's a real interesting space. I was a little leery of it at first, just because of people's perception of hemp. Um, but it, it's a it's a health and wellness supplement that I believe in, I use, and I find great relief in. I, 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 I'm able to play, I played 52 holes of golf, 54 holes of golf um, in, in uh, um, I played 54 holes of golf in two days, a couple oh. weeks ago. Okay. Uh, I couldn't have done, I couldn't have done that before. Um, I could jog again. I've had tendonitis in my right knee, and I've, I've had back surgery in '86. So I, I feel I feel as good as I have in a long time. I've actually got a neighbor across the street that that, that swears by that hemp oil. He's been talking to me about it, so uh, I know exactly what well, you're talking about. You, 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 you need to you need to log on to stateofmindnaturals.com, Stevie. That's your that's your website. You put, in, you put in the code Coach, and you get twenty dollars off a bottle. Okay. Okay, so everybody anybody's listening. Li- anybody, anybody's listening can do that too. Yes, sir. Okay, so t- what's that website State again? Stateofmindnaturals.com. Okay, and put in a keyword, put in coach, and you get $20 off. Okay, we'll have to check that, that out. That is correct. So I've got, yes, sir. I've got just four more questions for you, and these are kind of like quick questions here, like, you know, your favorite. I'll start them right off. Uh, favorite game you played in at Carolina? Uh, well, it's hard not to say that the, the Georgetown game, right? Um, uh, you know, that was definitely one of them. Uh, Duke at home, last senior home game, yeah, was probably one of them. Virginia ACC tournament, '82, um, um, was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Villanova going to the Final Four. Um, yeah, I mean, you need a lot of them. Now, Utah, Utah, Utah. That was fun. Okay. Utah, Utah. My freshman year beat Utah, Utah in the NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Tough, yeah. Toughest yeah. opponent. Toughest opponent. Ooh. Toughest opponent. <laughs> uh, like as, as a team? As well, a team? as a team or individual, whichever one you'd rather do. Tough to get. Well, uh, individual, I had, I, I, had to, I had to deal with uh, Lenny Bias. Oh, I had yeah. To deal with, Woo. I had to deal with Adrian Branch. Those two were very difficult, you know, as a starter for me to guard those guys. I really didn't have foot speed to do it. Right. Um, so I would say those two guys are, 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 are the toughest. Yeah, Lynn Bias, that's, that's a name that, uh, you know, I was just looking at some stuff on him the other day. It's such a tragedy because it was the anniversary of uh, of his death. Not too, I think it was last week. Uh, and no, yep. t- no telling what 
what he would have done in the NBA, and, and to to be able to see the the bias versus Jordan matchups uh, that that were were to come, uh, it would have been awesome. Uh, just just a tragedy no. there. Toughest place to play. Uh, back then it was definitely uh, Reynolds Coliseum. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Reynolds Coliseum. All right, and I'll end it with this, and this might be a tough one for you. Well, I got one more, one more before this one. Favorite teammate? Yeah, yeah, sure. Favorite teammate? Favorite, favorite. See, I can't answer that, man. It's like saying, "What's your, who's your favorite child?" Come <laughs> on, man. I knew it would Come be on, a tough man. one. I, look, I, I asked some some more guys that, and they'll end up naming, you know, pretty much go through it, and they'll end up naming the whole team. But uh, you know, that that's a tough <laughs> one there. Uh, and this is the last one for you. Uh, favorite Dean Smith story? Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, gosh. Is that just favorite as hard Dean as picking Smith. a teammate? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, um, favorite Dean Smith story? Um, oh, gosh. There, there's a lot of good ones. You know, some funny, some, you know, the timeouts. Right. Um, you know, the singing in the locker room after we beat Maryland. He, 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 <laughs> he sang. I think he enjoyed beating lefty. He, he sang he in the locker room? Lefty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've got to hear this yeah. now. What, what happened here? Well, whenever we play Maryland at Maryland, and if we won, then he would lead the team in singing Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that 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 was fun, you know. Um, it, it, you know, just uh, his, you know, there's there, there's there's a few stories that just make you smile, and you realize you're part of a special, you know, special man, and he, he knew how to, you know, he he, he didn't have to curse. He, but right. he knew how to cut you down now. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, he could cut you down with just one simple sentence. But there's a lot of funny stories, and uh, I can't just pick out one, but right. I, it was an honor to play for him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm not going to take up any more of your time, Mr. Doherty. Like I said, I, I, it's been a great honor to be able to interview you. I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, and, look, thanks for all the great memories. As a Carolina fan, there are there's so many. I, I did my research on you, but I didn't have to do too much to come up with these questions. But uh, thank you so much uh, for doing this. I, I really do appreciate it. It is my pleasure. I appreciate your uh, your your uh, you know interest very right. much. All right, guys, you have a great day, Mr. Doherty. Guys, that is Matt Doherty, and that's going to be the final score. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right, Stevie. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.